0: And I wrote the book, Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Friday or weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free ...and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show, and not all of it is very good. And I think Wednesday's poor showing, in fact poor is probably being too kind, but Wednesday's very bad showing by the Islanders making us reassess what to look for for the rest of the season... We're going to break that down. We've also got our Islanders' birthday of the day. Uh, and, you know, that's always uh, an interesting one. And this this is a player who didn't spend a lot of time with the Islanders, but was a good defensive forward. We will uh, also talk a little bit about the All-Star game, which is coming up this weekend. And obviously, uh, Adam Pellick representing the Islanders ...at that one. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email. The email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles. and You could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so I'll give you some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to talk to fans and hear what you're thinking and just, you know, interact during games and really any time, so feel free to hit me up on Twitter. All right, let's... Start with the All-Star game because that's at least the good news. Adam Pellick going to represent the Islanders there, going to be on the Metropolitan Division team. It's three-on-three hockey. Uh, We also know that he will be in the hardest shot competition. So, again, the Islanders will at least be well represented. The game is in Las Vegas. They're having some pretty fun and unique events surrounding this one, so that will be uh, good. And look, for Pellick, this is his first appearance in his career at an NHL All-Star game. It is an honor he does indeed deserve as one of the better defensive defensemen in the NHL, and too often what we see is that only, you know, the high-scoring defensemen's uh, defensemen end up getting the Chris Latangs and the Foxes and the you know the guys who dominate the point totals and yeah they deserve their recognition. Don't get me wrong, but the guys who play solid defense they deserve recognition as well. And Adam Pellick is one of the best in the business. So very very good to see him get that honor and. I have to say that I hope he enjoys the weekend, represents the Islanders well, and it'll give Islander fans, all of us, something to look at uh, this weekend if we are enjoying the NHL All-Star weekend. But with that aside, we do have to address the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room continues to be that the New York Islanders right now have to figure out what the rest of the season holds for them. And, you know, we talked after the holiday break and they had an extended holiday break because of COVID. And, you know, they canceled the the West coast, Western Canada swing, which was supposed to be Edmonton and Vancouver and Calgary and Seattle. And postponed all those games rescheduled it we mentioned that the Islanders had 11 games before the All-Star break and after the holiday break and that they needed to really go out there and produce something important go on a, a streak and start to make up some of the ground that they lost well This was all laid out. It was 11 games. Eight of them were against teams that were not going to make the playoffs if the season ended right then and there. Ten of the 11 games were at home. The longest road trip, the only road game, was in Philadelphia, which is, what, a 90-minute bus ride or car ride. Uh, Okay, if there's no traffic, so maybe it really takes longer, but we're not talking about time zone change, flying anywhere. So for those 11 games, under all those favorable conditions, and by the end of the trip, you got Ryan Pulak back, Kyle Palmieri back uh, at the end of that 11-game stretch, you all of a sudden had your lineup all together. Well, they went 6-5-0 and oh in those 11 games. And we were talking that they needed 15... 16 points minimum out of the possible 22 to really get themselves back into the playoff hunt. Where do the Islanders stand as of right now when we look at the standings? The Islanders have played 39 games, which is still the least number of games of any team in the the Eastern Conference. But through 39 games, they are 16 17 and 6, which gives them 38 points for the season. When we figured out our math before you know at the holiday break, we said that the last time the NHL played an 82 game schedule, you needed 98 points in the Eastern Conference to make the playoffs, and that. As of the holiday break, the Islanders needed to capture 67%, two-thirds of the remaining points out there to get to that 98-point mark. As of right now, the Islanders, with 38 points, need 60 points to get to 98 points for the season. And they have 43 games to get to 60 points. Now, obviously that would mean going the equivalent of 30 and 13. Now you can certainly lose in overtime and lose in a shootout and, you know go 27, you know, 27, 13 and uh, and, and two. You know, you you, you you can figure things out where you don't have to win all 30 of those games. But realistically, right now, to get to 98 points, the Islanders need to get 70% of the remaining points available to the team over the remainder of the season. And I can tell you right now, that is not an easy task. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this, where it leaves the Islanders, And what I really think is, you know, should happen after the All-Star break because it is a tall task and I'll explain just how tall a task when we get back. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year and that means New Year's resolutions and if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Maybe even better than a candy bar. And Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, they could be chalky or waxy or even taste like a chemical spill. Built Bars are covered with 100% chocolate. And most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and pack 17 grams of protein. A candy bar, by comparison, has only... You know, has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And Bilt Bar has so many great flavors to choose from. You like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, mint brownie, my personal favorite, salt. Head to Built.com now. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So again... We look at the New York Islanders, 43 games remaining on the schedule. And they need, as I said, to get to 98 points, they need to get 70% of the remaining 86 points that they can earn for the rest of the season. And that's 60 out of a possible 83. Uh, 86, excuse me. And what makes it tougher? The Islanders right now have played 22 home games and only 17 road games. So more of those games are going to be road rather than home. There are two lengthy West Coast trips involved. And we've already talked about how many back-to-back games are involved here. Right now, the Islanders are 17 points behind the Boston Bruins, and the Bruins currently hold the final wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. Yes, the Islanders have four games in hand. You know, you're still four and a half games behind the Bruins, and... Boston is not going anywhere. It's not like Boston. You look at the teams ahead of the Islanders right now in the standings. None of them are in, when you look at their roster, do you say, oh, you know, that team's a fluke. They could fall apart down the stretch. No. So the Islanders have to make up 17 points. They have to pass three teams, Columbus and Detroit, who are ahead of them in the standings, but not in a playoff position. And then Boston, who is in a playoff position and 17 points ahead of them. The odds of this happening. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I am going to say it's improbable. And look, predictor sites that run the statistics say the Islanders have about a 10% chance of making the playoffs this year as of right now. And, you know, that 98-point figure that I mentioned, which came from the 2018-2019 season, the last year the league played a full 82-game schedule, right now the pace in the NHL, in the Eastern Conference, is at a higher mark than that. When you add to the equation... The age of the Islanders, they have the oldest roster top to bottom in the league, the two West Coast road trips. I am not ready to declare this season over, but I am ready to declare that the way this team is playing right now, they are not capable, not capable of going on the multiple winning streaks or uh you know, the the, the the winning 8 out of 10, 8-1-1, 8-1-2. One one, one you need streaks like that. And what we saw Wednesday against Seattle, against an expansion team, you know, Barry Trotz said after the game that Seattle wanted it more. You go into the third period scoreless, and the expansion team, which is already out of the running wanted it more. Trotz said too many turnovers got out-competed. Their will was a lot stronger than our will. Let me tell you something. That kind of effort You, you everybody has off nights. Everybody has nights when they don't get bounces when they're not feeling their best physically but effort Effort is the one thing that this team should be able to control. Again, to quote Barry Trotz, it's concerning anytime we have a game like that. To me, it's one of the more disappointing games I've coached as the Islanders coach, to be honest with you. It was quite disappointing. We've had some games where we've gotten taken apart by a really good hockey team, but the effort is there. And maybe we made some mistakes but I just didn't think that our level of desire today was very good. Right now, this team, their chances of making the playoffs are hanging on by the thinnest of threads. And they resume play Wednesday of next week on that first Western road trip and I'll tell you right now, if the Islanders don't kick a little butt starting February 9th in Vancouver, four-game road trip, got to go 2-1, uh, like 2-1-1 and at the least. Got to get, get me out of those possible eight points. You need six, realistically. Barry Trotz said there may be lineup changes. So maybe Robin Salo comes back into the lineup. Maybe Kiefer Bellows comes back, Play some of the young kids. But right now, this team is not playing well enough to overcome a 17-point deficit. If they were playing the kind of hockey they played in the playoffs the last two years or even in the regular season for most of the last two years, yeah, I could say they're capable. And, and and I'm not saying that it's all Barry Trotz's fault or any of the players' fault. Look, COVID had a lot to do with this. The 13-game road trip to start the season had something to do with this. There are a lot of factors involved. But right now... The Islanders have to start thinking about who's part of the core going forward, who is expendable, and when the trade deadline comes, if this team hasn't kicked a little behind in between now and then, does anybody want a Zdeno Chara to have him help them for the playoff run or a Zach Parise? Does anybody want an Andy Green? Does anybody want some of those veteran players who, you know, you could clear up some cap space and get something in return, whether it's a younger player, a prospect, a draft pick. Because right now, this team, uh, the, the, the ability is there to a large extent. But the desire, the heart, the intensity—not consistent enough. They don't need to rebuild this team. They don't need to. Uh, they, they don't need to tear it down and build it back up from scratch. But they need to tweak it, and they need to figure out—you know—what do you do with some of the guys who just aren't getting the job done? And it's a lot of it is the top six guys. Matthew Barzal wasn't very good against Seattle. Josh Bailey wasn't very good. Kyle Palmieri, etc. I can go down the the, the list, but right now, this team, it had one foot out the door before the last game, before the All-Star break. And if you can't beat an expansion team at home with that much on the line when you know you need to bank those two points. And yeah, okay, you lose sometimes, but to lose playing and looking like that, I I, I think it's getting to be very close to the time when you start making preparations for how to retool this team for next fall rather than thinking about adding a piece at the trade deadline and going for it because time is running out we've got more to get to on this episode of the locked on islanders podcast we will have our islanders birthday of the day and more still to come so stay with us we've got more Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the playoffs and right up to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, NHL, Boxing UFC along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new and amazing offers available for the twenty twenty-two season. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And yeah, we're gonna go back and and talk about a player who didn't spend a lot of time with the Islanders, but did contribute to the team. Today is the 53rd birthday of former Islanders winger, Joe Sacco. Sacco, a native of Medford, Massachusetts spent three seasons with Boston university, made his NHL debut with the Maple Leafs who drafted him fourth round back in 1987 in 1990, 91, he played 20 games for the Leafs. Uh, Then went on to join the Anaheim Mighty Ducks in 93-94. Was an Islander late in 97-98 and in 1998-99. Then moved on to the Washington Capitals and Philadelphia Flyers before his career ended. 738 career NHL games, 94 goals, 213 points, 421 penalty minutes. Add 26 Stanley Cup playoff games, two goals, both scored with Anaheim. And those were his only points in the playoffs. Really, uh, Sacco more of a two-way defensive forward, uh, smart with the pucks, positionally sound, but never a guy who was going to put up a lot of points for you. We're going to go back and look at one of his. There's April 4th, 1998 at the Nassau Coliseum. Let's go to the rivalry. The New York Rangers in this game. And uh, I'll tell you, this was a very, very difficult and physical game. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But uh, Dan Cloutier in goal to start for the Rangers. Tommy Sallow, the starting goalie for the Islanders and... In the first period, the Islanders getting on the board first. Claude Lapointe, his ninth, from Ziggy Palfi and Brian Barard. That one came in the final minute of the period, 1916, and it was one to nothing, Islanders. No scoring in the second period, but boy, uh, this game was rough. In the first period, Gino Ojic and Darren Langdon dropping the gloves. Ojic getting. A game misconduct, so the Islanders were already short a player. And then in the third period, the brawl of all brawls breaking out with, uh, among them, Dan Cloutier and Tommy Sallow having uh, one heck of a battle. But you know, maybe Cloutier won that fight, but the Islanders won the game. Ziggy Palfi adding to the Islanders' lead. Four minutes into the third period, his 38th from Mike Huff and Ray Schultz at four minutes. And then our Islanders birthday of the day, Joe Sacco closes out the scoring, the icing on the cake. His 11th of the year, Brian Barrard and Tom Chorsky with the helpers at 12-17. And the Islanders skate away with a 3-0 win, a shared shutout. Tommy Salo got the first 14 saves, came out of the game late after that big brawl and Wade Flaherty finished and played the last six minutes and 59 seconds, he made three saves as the shared shutout earned the Islanders, beating the Rangers 3 to nothing for Joe Sacco, our Islanders' birthday of the day. Uh, in this one, one goal, he was a plus one. Unlike most of his teammates, he did not record any penalty minutes, had three shots on goal and did that in just 13 minutes and 22 seconds of ice time. So uh, again, uh, a very happy 53rd birthday for former Islanders winger Joe Sacco. He is our Islanders birthday of the day want to wish everyone a great weekend. I hope that uh, you enjoy the All-Star game. I know I am looking forward to it. It's always always fun. You don't take it too seriously. But I think that uh, Adam Pellick will enjoy himself. And then we'll be back Monday to recap the All-Star weekend and start talking a little bit more about some of the things the Islanders can do to try to salvage this season. It's a long shot, but you can't give up. And uh, we'll discuss that on Monday's show. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms wherever you get podcasts. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.